I'm Jennifer Campbell. I'm Karen Corgan. And I'm Kelsey Litchfield. Welcome to the Girls Talk Ag Podcast, brought to you by the Global Ag Network. This podcast is where we plow through the manure online and discuss what's currently going on in agriculture. From the good stuff to the rough stuff, we may not always be politically correct, but we're definitely honest. Hey y'all, it's Kelsey Litchfield here. Welcome back to another episode of Girls Talk Ag. We are so thankful that you tune into each episode and let us plow through the manure online and talk about what's going on in agriculture. So it's late September and harvest is underway for us in Illinois and Indiana, much across the Midwest and the U.S. So that means we're pretty busy with life right now. So Jen, Karen, and I decided to rerun an episode that we recorded last fall talking about farm safety and other harvest topics. And I wanted to share real quickly a post that Jen shared last week on our Instagram, I believe maybe to her Facebook, and it said, the people I love the most have to drive tractors on the road. It's part of their job. And I really felt this to my core and shared it to my own Instagram as well, because many people, many people that I care about are driving tractors and combines and I'll be honest it makes me really nervous and I get anxious when we are switching equipment from field to field and have to drive on roads it happened today we had to drive kind of into town where it's a little bit busier and it just makes me anxious every time we do it because I really hope and pray that people are paying attention giving enough room and having some patience I mean, we want to get where we are going to, and we just we just got to get there and all work together. And if you're the one and the tractor or the combine, please be aware of your surroundings, and I have to tell this to myself too. I know we get into this routine, and we may not be as mindful as we intend to, but we need to be focused at all times. So please take care of yourself, get plenty of rest, and be safe out there. All right, that's enough of my spiel. Let's get into this episode from Last Harvest. Welcome back, Girls Talk Ag, and apparently everything else that we feel like talking about because, well, that's who we are, and this is our podcast, and we can do what we want. We can do what we want. (laughs) And it's 2020, so no rules apply. No rules. Do you think rules will come back? Seriously. I mean... I don't know. I think, well, instead of referring to, like, a normal year, we'll just refer to the year that was not 2020. The rules are there ain't no rules, so... (laughs) There you go. You think it'll be like Fight Club 2 once this year's over, you you, you don't talk about 2020 ever again? I think with that we don't talk about how bad a year is ever again because we a lot of us thought 2019 was bad. So <laughs> we're not going to make that mistake again and jinx ourselves. I commonly hear people talk about like 2012 because that was like the year of the really bad drought or like the 80s. They lumped the 80s together. Now I wasn't born in the 80s, but... <laughs> I, I have a feeling this will be one that people will talk about forever, and then I'll slap them in the face and say, forget it, let's move forward. Let's keep moving forward. So the <laughs> harvest started around you guys? Yep. South yeah. of here it has, yeah. Well, actually, north and south of here, just not right here in our county. <laughs> They're doing corn and beans where I'm living. I, we have not started. We don't, <laughs> we don't get in a hurry <laughs> to start. <laughs> Well, as Chris says, he wants everything 
parked looking out the drive ready to go and that never happens around here like yesterday we worked on the bins all day and um i think they're about ready to go but i don't know that we have anything really really ready to go um so i don't know they've started a lot around here though i can't believe how many beans they've run um i had a friend call last night who said um he'd started monday on beans they'd run monday tuesday and then last night about eight he was in line at bungie um and he said bungie got slammed yesterday afternoon mm -hmm. Well, a lot of the beans went from like 15, 16% and suddenly they were eight. That's what I've heard too. I mean, like, yeah, they just dropped drastically. So, and a lot of, I know a lot of Iowa is going right now, but a lot of that, you know, died early. So yeah, most of Iowa was in a drought situation. So mm -hmm. they, yep. things died early and, you know, the ears were hanging down and they were ready to go. So, but I talked to some in Northern Illinois and um central illinois that we're all going i didn't see any on my way to galesburg yesterday though kelsey there's a lot of them that are like in the middle of nowhere like in the country they okay. have started i don't think anything off the major highways i haven't seen any oh you know i saw one guy harvesting corn on 74. now that you say that i didn't see one he it looks like he was at least just taking off the headlands because i don't think he moved very far from the time i went to class yeah that's what i've seen a lot of is They'll, they'll start and then I saw one guy didn't touch his field then for two days. We're not in any hurry and I feel like they're going to start without me when I'm in Tulsa next week probably. So um, let me cry a little bit because I always like to be around when the combine goes in for the first time. But that'll be okay. I'll be, I'll be partying it up in Oklahoma. Is that for uh, Walton? Well, and yes, uh, we're going to the Tulsa State Fair. So if anyone's in Tulsa, then I'm going to, is it Fayetteville? Fayetteville, Fayetteville, Arkansas. Yeah. I've never been to Arkansas. And what always, what always conflicts me is I was in Kansas two weeks ago. I'm like, how come you pronounce Kansas, Kansas, but you don't pronounce Arkansas? It's Arkansas, not Arkansas. And so I'm in that dilemma currently right now. Um, okay, but, but you also live in Illinois, not Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I was about to say. And then I'm heading to Georgia, so I'm doing a Southern tour. So I'll report back after I, after I go through those states. I was, when I was in Kansas a couple weeks ago, I was kind of flabbergasted how many cornfields had already been picked. Like I was not expecting that. Um, seed corn or like corn corn? Corn corn. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. I know I know seed corn, especially in Iowa's um they've been going for what a month almost? Mm hmm Just about probably. So um we'll see. I'm I'm kinda excited to see the different landscapes. I like to see where what crops are growing where i've never been to arkansas in my life i've been to oklahoma i've been to georgia but i've never been to arkansas so we'll see are you gonna drive then yes i believe so that's good then you get then you get to see stuff i'm like yes. fly in and go straight to where you're going i'm a driver so i like to i'm a driver too except if it's like past like five hours i'm like eh -eh, i'll i rather fly any day I'm kind of, I haven't known anyone to fly recently either. I promise I wouldn't say the C word um, because of, you know, recent, recent pandemic things, but I'd be interested to fly right now to see how that goes. Um, 
my sister and all her family flew in well, for the wedding this past weekend. And I mean, they didn't act like it was a big deal. And my mom, I think my mom has flown. Um, I think planes are pretty much packed. Wear your mask. Mm -hmm. I saw online today that is it Delta is going to start doing COVID tests for those that are going from one of the airports in California to Hawaii. They're going to test every passenger. I think Hawaii is still on lockdown, aren't they? I mean, like, lockdown, lockdown. I'm like still here. super bummed I wasn't there when they locked down, because then I could have been locked down in Hawaii. For I know, right? <laughs> they have crops there. They, I could help a farmer out there. Yeah. Or I could sit and do nothing. I don't mind. Not picky. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, with harvest starting, I, and I believe it's, it's National Farm Safety Week. Is that correct? Oh, See, I didn't even know that. Damn, I'm supposed to know those things. I am like the safety czar around here. And, and I think that we get, um, we got kind of a combination of things going on here because you've got people who've been picking seed corn for almost a month who are going to be getting tired. And then you've got people who are in a hurry to get started who aren't always paying attention. Mm -hmm. I, and you have people that are exhausted just from it being 2020. It, yeah, I mean... You really have to be on your game. I, people are like, it's serious. I mean, our, our family alone, we've, uh, my grandfather uh, lost both his arms in a picker in the 50s, and um, I've had an uncle run over by a semi on the farm. I just, I, I always think twice mm -hmm. about people who, who don't think twice. You gotta really pay attention. I, it, we so, buried a six-year-old a month ago from just even at just a pickup truck on the farm. And so yesterday I was out, not yesterday, two days ago I was out in the field and somebody walked, somebody got in the pickup truck and somebody else walked behind it. I thought I was going to have a heart attack, just like, and it was an adult, but still I was like, don't walk behind the pickup truck. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you just, I don't know. I just. Do you think it's gotten worse with like the invention of smartphones and you have all these screens that you have to pay attention to like in the combine do you think it's gotten worse because those are th that's distracting that I mean it is or then you have people like me who are like hey you want to zoom call my class while you're combining today <laughs> yeah <laughs> I I think we're just so used to focused on a million different directions that sometimes we think that operating the equipment is just secondhand and we know how to do it automatically. Um, or that it does it for you. Or that it does it for you. Right. Um, I don't know. I just, some people, I, I just think we just continually, I tell, I tell the guys when they leave, be careful. And they're like, oh, okay. Like, why wouldn't we? Because you don't always, it's not always on the forefront of your mind. It's not, it's, I've got to go with this done. I got to get this done. I got to get this done. Not. Well, and honestly, it. driving between fields is probably even more dangerous than just being in the field. Oh, I'm not even kidding. My butt still sweats driving a tractor down the road. Um, I'm scared to death and I, and I'm scared to death for other people because quite frankly, I'm going to win. I'm in a tractor. I'm going to win. Now, don't get me wrong. There are accidents that happen and, and operators die. Don't get me wrong. But when it comes to a head-on or somebody going around me or hitting me when I'm in a tractor, I, I'm, I'm going to win. You're not. And uh, I just saw an Instagram post yesterday 
Instagram or Twitter, I can't, I can't remember. It was probably on both. Um, it was a case combine hit some, did you see that Karen? It hit some kind of rut in the road and the header went underneath the combine. The, the header and fell the, off oh. and kind of buckled under and the combine launched over it. And then right after that, the guy went out the window. Yeah, the windshield shattered. By the grace of God, the combine stopped before it ran him over. And he's okay. Uh, I mean, he's it, and he left in an ambulance, but he did not have a lot as many injuries as he thought he would have had. You know, he had some broken ribs and some abrasions, but I think that was kind of the extent of it. Combines, I, I'm of course it's fall, so I'm going to talk combines here for a minute. We don't have as much. Um, your combines don't get jammed up. The heads don't get jammed up as much. Oh my God, foxtail used to be terrible around here. Chris had this old combine and we used to, it was always wrapping up and getting caught in there and choking. Um, shut those heads down. Shut the heads down. Whether somebody's in the seat and somebody else is getting those heads cleaned out, uh, shut the heads down and put your hands, uh, I know you guys can't see me, but put your hands up. Do not even think about going near the head of a combine while it's running. Just don't. Well, and I still go back to what Jeremy Wolf used to do on his farm. He made everyone every day wear a high visibility shirt. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And okay, because one of the days he said, you know, he about started the header and somebody was too close and out of the side of his eye, he just happened to see it. And he said, after that, that's it. Everybody's going to be, you know, able to be seen even more. Mm -hmm. That's actually a great idea. I don't yeah, it is. want my guys to do that. I don't think I'll get my guys to do that, but we are always aware where people are. Kids, I mean, my kids rode all the time. They had, they had to, but you all, always be aware where your kids are, where your people are. Um, Have them in the buddy seat. I see a lot of pictures of kids like up against the glass or something like that. If something happens, that glass shatters. Oh my gosh. Really, I, oh, when my kids were smaller, I put the car seat in the buddy seat. They didn't just get to sit there either. But yeah. I might be a little more paranoid than some people. But. My, kid, my kids played, slept on the floor. But um, I, I just, the, the other thing with combines is I don't know why it is a habit of some, a lot of farmers. But if that combine's moving, don't be jumping on the ladder. Don't be a dumbass. I can't tell you how many times I've seen guys, oh, it's moving slow. He's turning. I'm jumping on the ladder to see how, to see what it's yielding. No. Stop the damn combine. Stop it. It doesn't take two seconds to stop. Let somebody climb up or climb down. There is no jumping on and off a combine while it's moving. I don't even understand what makes people think they can do that. And make sure people are out of the way. I can't tell you how many times I trip over a freaking corn stalk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I can Yeah. Kelsey's laughing at me, but uh, for, for real, I trip over my own feet, let alone all the clothes. Oh, that's why I'm laughing. It's because I do too. I was cleaning out the cab of the combine last week. You know how many times I hit my head on something? I'm pretty sure I got a slight concussion. <laughs> oh, I, I just, I, I preach safety and Chris says that all the time. He's like, I know, be careful. I'm like, but for reals, because when you're doing that work, you're not thinking you, you really aren't. You're thinking about what you're doing, what needs done next, and what needs done after that. And I just think no. we need to, to stop and, and, and not necessarily stop, just keep on the forefront of mind what you're doing, when you're doing it, how you're doing it. Be aware of your surroundings at all times. Be totally aware of your surroundings at all times. 
And if you're tired, stop. Stop. Yeah. Because I tell Chris this all the time because, well, we've got work to do. Yeah, but what's going to happen is something's going to go wrong and you're going to have to spend more time cleaning up that mess than if you'd have taken time to stop and, and regroup your mind and rest. Stop. Yeah, stop because if something happens to you, like if you just would have taken five minutes, you know, it's, uh, people get in too damn of a hurry nowadays. I have, I, I, I've done it. I've gotten in a hurry. Yeah. Reset, calm down. Calm down. I think the other thing is, is that people think, well, we don't think far enough ahead to the repercussions. Like, like I can say, oh, I don't do much around here. They could survive without me, but it's not just the farm would go on, but then there's the emotional toll it takes on all the family members. And I, I say this too, I go, then you got to take time out for somebody's funeral. That's three days out of the field for a funeral. And I'm not trying to be funny, but, but I mean, there's a whole role of things that happen when you're, when you're not paying attention and you think it's no big deal. I'll get through this or I don't know. I just, my mind is all a jumble. It's just a whole, what do they call that when things are on like a snowball, snowball effect. Mm -hmm. What do you, out of control pretty fast. And what do you guys think is the like number one like piece of advice? Like you've seen other people commit um, this action and you wish they didn't. What what is the number one thing you want to say to people like in terms of safety? This year I bought um, little construction high visibility visibility vests for all my kids to wear at the parent my parents farm all my nephews and my kids and my nieces just to be seen and I they were I know some of the other guys on Twitter I know um Kyle and Marlissa ordered some for their kids too um but I just think that you have to do that and I mean I make my kid ride them on with her bicycle now. I passed them out to a friend last night, gave her three of them for her kids when they're riding her bicycle or when they're at their grandparents' farm. Um, I just think that you need to wear stuff that makes you seen. Mm -hmm. You know, and I agree with that. I also know that I probably did things a little backwards from what people say. Instead of completely protecting my kids from the dangers on the farm. I, I legit, our kids from day one, I mean, I have pictures of our oldest in a stroller in the hog barns. Um, when they were old enough and, and they were around, like if somebody had to go with me to grind feed, I pointed out, you know, this PTO shaft moves and it's, it's no joke, um, you know, or, um, you know, you never what? I think you have to do that, teach them the dangers of what they're actually doing, but I yeah. still think making them more visible is still going to No, happen. visibility. Oh, totally. Yeah. But I think instead of protecting those kids and not letting them out until, this is my personal opinion, not letting them out until you think they're old enough to do it, they have no background around that equipment. Um, no clue whatsoever. Um, when Cole, who's 17 now, started grinding feed when he was probably... 11 or 12 we taught him how to and 
I used to say things like, be careful, you know, and I kind of didn't make a joke out of it, but I would always say things like, you know, don't wear your headphones. And I always tell him, don't dance around the PTO shaft. We, there's nothing you do around the PTO shaft. And he always laughs at me because I say, I still say now when he goes outside to do something, don't dance around the PTO shaft because I just think they needed to know what was dangerous and what wasn't. It wasn't a matter of they'd never been around it. It was a matter of mm -hmm. we're here, we're going to show you what's going on. And this is where the danger is. Um, Our County Farm Bureau, they couldn't do it this year because of, you know, 2020. Um, but they do a farm safety camp for kids. I went to it when I was younger and they did everything from machinery to like just an accident scene and things like that. And oh boy, those things scare you. Just like, just seeing like a, just a, uh, not being real, it's just being played out like acting wise, but it still scares you enough. I think it scares some people enough <laughs> into thinking, okay, safety now is a, at least it did for me. It scared me enough to say. Uh, One of my favorite programs that we did for our County Farm Bureau last year is we took, um, last fall, we took um, a tractor and a grain cart to the high school and we had we parked um, a large SUV behind it and then we had the kids stand in front of it we had them sit in the seat we had you know trying to show them how far back from that tractor they need to be so that the farmer can see them but also so that they knew when they were back in that vehicle they couldn't see if there was anybody in front of the farmer and so Unfortunately, again, because of the pandemic, we weren't able to do that yet this year, but I think that's going to, I mean, I'm hoping that that's our anchor program for our committee. From here I, think, I think that that's what people ought to do. I mean, we can, we can, we're fully aware, all of us in agriculture, about teaching our own kids about farm safety, but I tell you what, as big as the equipment is now, and as much as we have to be on the road, it's those kids that are 16 who live in town, or even out here in the country who have no clue what it's like to sit in the seat of one of those tractors. I have a blog post um, on Farm Wife Feeds that um, has pictures of what it looks like sitting in the tractor and how much of the road I take up in a four-wheel drive and how I can't see behind me. And like the grain cart, we, um, I, have a, I have to have a camera on um, the back because I can't see around me. If, and when we didn't have the camera, someone literally had to follow me down the road because we are so busy around here that people were trying to fly around me or I was scooting over to get out of the way of mailboxes and telephone poles and people were trying to pass me because uh, they couldn't see around me and I didn't even know they were back there. Um, the camera thing, that's maybe one of my big pieces of advice for anybody in agriculture who's moving equipment. Um, even if you can see somewhat decently behind you, cameras are inexpensive on Amazon. Get you a camera. Um, I have two or three on the grain cart now, so I, when I'm loading, but my, the most important one is the one on the back of, of the um, grain cart so I can see traffic behind me. Uh, my planter, we have the um, 1632 split that turns, and I had to put one on the back of it because um, people were coming up underneath almost underneath and I couldn't see him back there. You have to stay a long way behind a piece of equipment for a, an operator to see you. There's somebody, and I think I know who it is, but I don't want to out them just in case, but they have a camera, but they also record it anytime they're on the roads. So in case something happens that they have evidence for the police that, you know. That, that's an awesome idea. Yeah. 
I'd have to look into what camera, we should look into those cameras and leave links on our Facebook page and our Twitter. Because honestly, the cameras, we use cab cams, but you can get cheap ones off of um, Amazon that aren't just the cab cams. Um, that's an excellent idea to record. I think he was in a higher populated area too, so. Yeah, we're in a higher populated area, but still, um, you know, sometimes even out in the non-higher populated areas, those people think they can fly around because they don't, they think it's less busy. Nothing irritates me more than people who blow through stop signs when the crops are already harvested. <gasps> oh, I thought you were saying weren't. I'm like, oh my gosh. No, when they're harvested and they think they can see, but I mean, you still have to stop at the stop sign. Yeah. You got to watch out on those left-hand turns if you're, yeah. you know, yeah. weaving back to the right to make a wide turn. There's so many people that are <laughs> passing there. And, um, and you have I, to watch for the kids that aren't paying attention. I mean, we had an issue a few falls ago where the girl overcorrected, went into the ditch on the opposite side. Oh, yeah. Tried to correct it again and came up and hit, was hit, you know, came up and got T-boned by the semi. Oh. So, and, and you know, we think about the tractors and we, we see semis all the time, but those grain trucks, you know, don't tell police, they're overloaded. They're not stopping on a dime. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I just, the older I get the, and I've always been a big farm safety person, but the older I get, the more I can envision everything that goes wrong. I'm turned into my grandma. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you've seen it like you've seen yeah. it or hear about it and I mean in this day and age like Karen and I were talking earlier we saw that Instagram or Twitter post story we're gonna see those a lot more too and hopefully that will keep it help keep it and people in the front forefront of people's minds about farm safety yeah and people say that all the time you know like did we have this much happen back in the day and I'm like yeah, we probably did, but nobody knew about it. I mean, a community knew about it, but it wasn't spread across the nation because we weren't so globally connected. So now it seems like there are more farm accidents, but but I think it's just because we know about every single one, which is which is good that we you know keeps it on everybody's mind. Just be careful. Use your head. Don't. But if you miss a spot, we want you to be here tomorrow. And that's, I mean, yeah, um, I just, yeah, nobody, if you're in the middle of harvest, you don't need to take a week to go to a funeral. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, it, that sounds cold, but I mean, if you, if you want to think about the time that you need to be in the field, then think about being careful because that's time out of the field for a funeral. Mm -hmm. So, yep. so let's talk about something more fun, tractor snacks. I am not a meal planner, like not at all. Like we can be 8.30 at night and the guys can come in and go, what's for supper? And I'm like, mm, I don't know. Why do I always have to be the one to cook? That's what I tell them. I do too, yeah. And this is what Chris does. He's like, oh, well, we'll eat out. I'm like, you're in charge of supper tonight. And he'll be like, okay, well, we'll eat out. Why do you get to use up all the goodie? You know, what if I want to cook? What if I don't want to cook, but want to eat out? And then you say things like, well, we just ate out the other night. Last fall, we were in the fields, and I had to get back for a meeting, and my uncle and my dad stayed behind and helped do some, do some more harvesting, and I get a, no joke, I got 
25 text messages I counted afterwards during the meeting. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What's for dinner? I was like, I was just out in the field with you. Why do you expect me to immediately go home and fix you something? And you went to a meeting. You didn't go home to sit on the couch and watch TV. So I felt bad for my mom because she had like a roast going on. I'm like, you got the hungry farmers waiting on you. So let's go. But um, I also want to talk about how every time I bring snacks into the combine, I eat them within 10 minutes. Like, oh, me too. I have to either, yeah, I have to like leave them in a semi so that the semi leave. I pray nobody eats them while they're in the semi, but I have to leave them in the semi so that the semi leaves and I don't get it. I don't get, I can't have the snacks until that semi comes back to the field. I also start out each harvest like, oh, I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to bring apples, uh, maybe carrot sticks or like something. And then by the end, I'm like, okay, give me six Oreos right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm really bad too, because like I have to have like at five o'clock in the evening, I need protein and my kids make fun of me and Chris makes fun of me, but like I need a glass of milk at five o'clock. So I have to carry milk with me in my cooler. Are you like Cy off of Duck Dynasty or, and he has a jug of tea, you're gonna carry a jug I of milk. milk. I have to have that milk or I get, I get, oh, I get hangry and my stomach starts to hurt. And, but once I get past that, I get my milk in me and I'm good to go. So what's your number one snack when it comes to harvest season? You know, if I have to, I'm lucky in the case that I don't, we don't have to pack lunches around here. My mother-in-law brings lunches to the field at noon. So like, I don't have to pack my lunch, so I don't eat it in the morning. Um, my go-to is when I have time to pack a cooler and, and take it with me, which I try to do every day, is uh, milk and a cheese stick. Good. I can survive. Like, I like my sweets big time. Mm -hmm. But, um my five o'clock milk and cheese stick get me through that'd be my diet coke such a diet coke for me and when my mother-in-law brings my lunch there's always a sandwich chips a drink and like a dessert something sweet i always eat my dessert first mm -hmm. our church we did this last year we're doing it this year it's called lunch in the park and we start right around harvest and we do it for about eight weeks i think and um, maybe six weeks. Anyways, we do either a hamburger, cheeseburger, or pork chop. And then you get a bag of chips, dessert, and a bottle of water. And it's all meant to go. Like, take it on the go or people can eat it there. Every day? Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday? And it's grown so big um, that we keep selling out, like, 40 minutes before the end of it. It's gotten so big. Um, but that just shows a like, community, but also filling a need because I, some of these farmers, like, you know, with, with family members having to ho have off the farm jobs nowadays, they're not around. And like for us, when we're farming, um, we, we usually take a lunch break or if we have to grind and get it done, we'll have someone go in and get it and bring it back. But we don't get our meals really delivered to us unless maybe if I'm coming in or something like that, but um, we're lucky to do. My mother-in-law has always taken care of lunch when we've been in the field. But um, yeah, I would have my lunch gone before. I wouldn't be able to hold on. I don't, I've never packed my lunch, I don't think either. I just rely on going to get it or someone bringing it to me. <laughs> but, or I go without eating lunch, which is horrible. That's probably part of farm safety. 
<laughs> you, you know, actually, you it focus is. on something else. Yeah, it is. You gotta have something to keep you going. Whether it's a million Mountain Dews or a sandwich what or something. The, what is the burnout lunch? It's like two five-hour energies and a donut or something. Yeah, or f five Tylenol, five Advil, and two two uh, Red Bulls or something like that. What was that? No, they're five-hour energy drinks, which those things I thought tasted like puke, but. I think all energy drinks taste like puke. Go ahead and unfollow me. I don't care. I hate energy drinks. Okay. Coke. I've never had one. Ugh. You didn't drink Red Bull and Jägermeister, Jen? <laughs> Hell no. Actually, I found I like the um, Crystal Light has a um, like Crystal Light with caffeine and also Mio has um, one with caffeine too. I tend to like those as opposed to, you know, I don't think my gut can handle Mountain Dew anymore. Although once in a while I still pull out the ski. Back in college, we would all drink what was called strawberry water and it was those little crystal light packets and we would put them in our water and that's how we would stay up all night studying. I didn't think they worked. I, um, now, I, are those caffeine drinks? That's what's in my drink, like a powdered drink with caffeine. Yeah. Is that an energy drink? Mm -hmm. Yeah, to an extent I would say. Yeah. It has caffeine in then it. Then I have drink those. I drink, I drink three of those a day, so maybe I am energy drink. I have to have caffeine in the morning. Yeah. Uh, Are you guys coffee drinkers? I'm not. Gross. Sorry, unless certain coffee is only a carrier for Bailey's and you can't do that every day. <laughs> unless like I'm desperate, like then I'll drink coffee. If you see me with the coffee, you know I've had zero sleep. Like when we were in Kansas at the state fair, I had a coffee that third morning, an iced coffee, because I literally could not get up. I was just that tired. I can't even stand the smell of coffee, the taste of coffee. There's nothing about coffee I like. And Cole, Chris drinks coffee every morning, and Cole has been drinking coffee every morning since he was two. <laughs> so my whole house smells like coffee every morning, and it makes me want to barf. <laughs> I'm not a coffee drinker. Probably never will be. Um, but you, you know, there's a lot of people out there that swear by Mountain Dew. I don't really, I don't really like Mountain Dew. I'll drink it, but it's not my I favorite. had a Mountain Dew problem. I finally I went to college. I did, uh, when the kids were little, I, I, I had weaned myself off Mountain Dew. I was a huge Mountain Dew drinker. Probably what I should do with Diet Coke. I've been trying to drink regular, but, and then sometimes I just like, oh, I'll have a bush light. Not like. 10 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> so. I drink a lot of iced tea. I try to at least. Mm -hmm. Yep. But you got to do what you got to do to get you through harvest. If it keeps you awake. But even if those aren't helping, please stop. Like, don't yeah. think you have to go all night. Like, there's, a, there's always tomorrow um, to get her done. Wake up early, I don't know. Yeah, and and you do. You, that's what you got to think about is is the work needs done, not um, not done at any cost. Yeah. I think that's the big thing. I've heard yields are pretty good, right? Have you heard yields are pretty yes. good? Yes, I have. Or are we only hearing the good yields? That's <laughs> sometimes what I wonder. Those are not the fields that I get to go into. Yeah. <laughs> well, no one calls an agronomist to brag, I don't think. Pretty crappy stuff out there. Uh, the derecho area obviously has some issues. Um, the derecho area that was through Iowa into um, 
Western Illinois. But I was also, there's some pockets, um, South Central Illinois, I guess is how I would call it, um, that has some issues, but they were dry for a long, they were dry for a long period of time, but they were very wet at the beginning. So yeah, I've been in some not so pretty stuff the last week or so, but yeah. So if you have a good crop, be thankful. And I'm glad somebody has it. <laughs> um, I was also going to say, if anybody out there has kids who, who are getting their driver's license, who don't live on a farm, or are interested in, and interested in knowing how dangerous equipment is on the road, and, and contact a farmer. Call me. I'll, I'll be glad to do what I can, because I think... I think that's going to become a big problem. The more people who want to live in the country, the more populated areas we get, the more uh, rural development that's going on. Mm -hmm. Tractors, you're going to come across a tractor. There's very, there's very few people who are going to drive nowadays who, who aren't going to run across equipment on the road. Mm -hmm. um, find a farmer on Facebook. Um, if you're Hi, a farmer, if you're a farmer, offer that up. Um, it's for the benefit of everyone, I think, for mm -hmm. sure. Yep. And just be careful. Smile. Have fun. We're supposed to enjoy. This is like reaping our rewards. So have, have fun and, and smile while you do it. Smile and don't yell at us too much for us green cart drivers. <laughs> don't yell at your cart driver. Your cart driver is trying really hard. Your cart driver has feelings too. Yes, your cart driver has feelings too. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, sounds so good. We'll get mom, I mean Kelsey here to get this out before she hits the road. When are you hitting the road again? Tuesday. I'll probably push this out today. I'll edit yeah. it as soon as we get off and can we just all give Kelsey a shout out, please? for everything she does to keep us going because Karen and I don't do shit. So, well, I mean, for the well, podcast. At least not in this case. <laughs> all right. Not in this case. All right, guys. Have a good week. All right. Thanks all. Careful. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for hanging out with us. Join us next time for another episode of Girls Talk Ag. And if you can't wait until then, connect with us on Twitter.